Next up, the Rick and Rick Awards continue. That's right. We're picking the past year's best in numerous categories. This time out, our list of winners for best social media campaigns of 2018. We're talking about Kellogg's and Domino's. Plus KFC, March for Our Lives, and more. And it all starts right here, right now. On the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. Hey, buddy, how are you doing? I'm well, I'm well. How about yourself? I was cracking up because I've literally become the overprotective parent of a teenager. But my daughter's high school did this dance performance thing, and uh, they were spectacular. I mean, it was like something out of one of those movies. They were doing flips and stuff, like putting it on and stuff. And so my mental dialogue was, this is awesome. You guys are great. Now put on some clothes and you'll be perfect. Ah, uh, that's a dad. That's what, a dad of a- yeah, what was so funny is nothing was inappropriate about how they were dressed. Literally, they were perfectly fine. It's just that I could have used them to have a little bit more on just, just to make sure the boys in the audience weren't able to even think about anything. <laughs> we are here with the second annual Rick and Rick Awards, and we are going to be sharing our picks for the top social media campaigns of 2018. We'll each be sharing our top three picks. And it's interesting. Most of the series, we have not had any uh, crossover. Last time we had two crossovers. This time we have two crossovers, but with a twist. That's right. I'm, I'm excited to hear it. So my number three for 2018 is KFC Royal FC K Up. This was back in January <laughs> and it wasn't pure. It wasn't a pure play social media campaign. It was just social was a heavy component of it. We talked about this during the show at least one episode, maybe two this last year. But they did this special campaign when KFC London had a change of distributors and it resulted in fried chicken brand running out of, of all things, chicken. Not a good situation. But what was so spectacular about this is the way they handled it. So they launched this integrated campaign with print ads and outdoor ads that showed the famous KFC bucket and it had the KFC letters, but they were rearranged to spell FCK. And, you know, this was print, outdoor and social, and they were apologizing for this royal cluck up and promising (laughs) to get things right. And as you know, Rick, I love this campaign and I'm giving it my Rick and Rick Award in social this year, less for what was in social media. It was more for what they were doing, but this blew up in social media. It's more about the reaction to this campaign. In fact, I saw a chart, the negative social media sentiment spiked for them when they ran out of chicken. Go figure. Uh. (laughs) Um, The biscuits hit the fan there. But then as soon as as they got their FCK together, the campaign hit and negative sentiment collapsed and positive comments spiked. So it was an example of a brand, KFC just being blunt and self-effacing and they're apologizing for not saving their 11 herbs and spices, but they did get everything back on track and everyone loved them for it. And they won huge awards this year. It was just a phenomenally creative and just effective campaign. It's like crisis management perfected. Can you you picture working for a company and being the one who presents this as the idea? You know, hey, you know, I know we screwed up, but why don't we just go out and say we effed up. I mean, seriously. Yeah. That's that's pretty uh, that's a pretty brave move for somebody to do. Yeah, I think the English can do that kind of thing in advertising a little bit more readily than uh, us Yankees can. But I thought this was a brilliant way of of handling this whole situation in a way that made everyone feel better about them. Anyway, I thought this was a great campaign. So uh, my number three is a brand that we've talked about quite a bit. In fact, we talked about this particular activation recently, and that is the Domino's Paving for Pizza. Do you remember this one? Oh, yes. 
It's a great so for, for our listeners, Domino's, you know, they have a, a great history of innovating in the digital world and using social media. Now they, they've introduced this idea of a pizza tracker. So right on your phone, you can, you can order it or you can order it even through your Alexa. But then you can track the progress of the pizza being made, you know, it being loaded in a car and driven to your house with an approximate delivery time, which is absolutely fantastic. So again, you know, grabbing this idea of digital and social. So for the campaign, they decided to focus on the idea of getting your home, your pizza home safely is the biggest risk to their product. And so in a series of ads, they showed off how potholes are basically the nemesis of pizza safety. And so they have a camera embedded into a box, a pizza box, showing, you know, the average driver going home, you go over speed bump, they show the pizza, you know, shaking in the box, hit a pothole, and then everything just kind of like explodes. You know, the <laughs> stuff is stuck to the top. There's, you know, pepperoni, you know, down, pepperoni down. How did they find so, person? <laughs> Exactly. So anyway, so they really, they really, you know, just kind of drive it home. And then to, to back it up with their social aspect of it, they ask customers that to report potholes in their town that could be the cause of brewing pizza. And then they selected a few of these. In fact, I, I, I looked it up. There are actually 25 different states that they currently have projects going with. And they paid to have the streets repaired and then branded Domino's Pizza on top of the on top of the patch. Uh, and of course, the, the campaign went viral. A number of people, you know, just started, you know, telling people, tell them about the potholes. Like I said, there are 25 states right now that are doing it. And in fact, the, the funny one, and I, I saw several examples of this, the local governments even encouraged the, the yes. people living in their area to report the potholes so that they could get the, you know, the money from Domino's to, to go fix the the potholes, which is which is just genius. I, I just love how these things kind of take a life of their own and run away with it. Anyway, so for this, for creating this idea of you know solving a real world problem, something we all really care about, getting our pizza home safely, and fixing our roads. I'm giving number three to Domino's Pizza. Yes, fantastic choice. This is my number two choice this year. You think about brands wanting to be civic-minded and and do good in the world. Here's, Here's one that fits with the brand purpose, getting pizza to your house on time without it being exploded in the box by the time it gets there, but doing good in infrastructure that's long neglected. I read consumers submitted more than 137,000 of these requests from 15,275 zip codes. And yeah, and it cracked me up that the municipal governments and the community groups were like, hey, let's go do this. Domino's, you think about it, they got these groups to promote it for them. And so I just think this is great. And I guess they want to expand the program to make sure that they pave roads in at least one community in each of the 50 states before they end this campaign. So just spectacular. Uh, my second choice this Number year two. is a tie-in between a brand and a, a TV show. And uh, we talked about the Stranger Things TV show. We we went through episode by episode and reviewed it on the show. Rick and I are in love with Stranger Things. We think it's a fantastic uh, show, not just because it takes us down memory lane. Well, if there's one thing you'll remember from the show, it's that Eleven in, in several scenes uh, can be seen 
eating, stealing, cooking, or what have you, Ego Waffles. And so with uh, the second season quickly approaching in the beginning of the year, Egos is like, hey, let's actually promote this. And through a whole series of, uh, you know, different social media posts, they started showing, you know, Eleven eating Egos from a box and below it has the text, you're the, you're not the only one. And in another one, they they show an upside down plate of waffles and the syrup kind of like, you know, like a, you know, an orb, you know, coming up and, you know, flowing over the, the waffles. And the text says, hey, Stranger Things, are you messing with us again? And so they, they had this this great tie in between the the two properties, you know, the TV show and uh, and the Egos. And it was it is it was fantastic. And I, and I have to say, this is probably one of my favorite kind of joint opportunistic campaign since the Oreo tie-in with the Got Milk campaign of many years ago. I, I just think it's uh, it's brilliant. Okay, so we're going to come back after the break with our number one picks for top social media campaigns from 2018. So right back. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation. Don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. All right. Welcome back, Rick and Rick Nation. It is time for our number one choices for the top social media campaigns of 2018. My number one is an example that is just phenomenal and even game changing for social media because it's for a cause that shouldn't even exist. The students of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, have made certain that mass shootings remain top of mind for citizens. And more importantly, that voters, including those turning 18 over the last year, were out in force during the midterm elections and uh, have been truly amazing in their tireless activism here. The award probably more than anything goes to McCann. So here's an ad agency, saw what these kids were doing and created the vicious cycle that became just a phenomenon online. It aired hourly on MTV and MTVU during the midterms. And it does this phenomenal job of walking through a high school and hits on the news cycle that follows school shootings. The camera's kind of going down the hallway. There's the immediate report. And then these empty bubbles showed up signifying sort of worthless thoughts and prayers from politicians in the gun lobby's pocket. And then it follows the agency's price on our lives effort. They did another video like this, which featured price tags students could wear to reflect how much they were worth, quote unquote, to politicians who accept money from the NRA and other gun lobbies. This was just amazing. You know, I think you have to recognize that this has created a a cultural moment where social media is being used to have a dialogue. I don't think anyone's calling for guns to be taken away. I think that they are calling for common sense ways of helping these things happen less often. Often. So that is without a doubt my number one choice for social media campaigns in 2018. You know, I'm I'm really glad you put this in here. I think it's fantastic. I think in many times the awareness, you know, creating you know not only a one-time awareness but the ongoing awareness of a situation is the path to, to actually resolving it. And so you know, I, I was I was really excited when I saw this campaign. Okay, for my number, number one. one. Here's our repeat. You you chose KFC for, I think, your number three, right? Yep. I'm choosing KFC for my number one. Now, here's why. You know, so often uh, 
the the advertising we see is in your face or it just feels so like manufactured and artificial there was something that kfc did this last year that i don't think they expected it to blow up the way that it did and i think it was fantastic and so uh, uh for those listening home uh if you haven't heard the uh KFC for years has had this this commercial about how they have 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> the, the 11 herbs and spices leaked out on the internet because everything leaks on the internet and we even know what the recipe is. And I, if, you, if you go do a search for KFC's 11 herbs and spices, it comes up. But you know they did a great thing, which is they didn't just throw it away because it was known. Uh, they keep telling you, 11 herbs and spices, 11 herbs and spices. And so this year they've decided to reinforce that in a really clever way and they planted an Easter egg on their Twitter account. And it, it wasn't noticed right away. In fact, it took, it took a while. I, I, don't, I couldn't find anything that said exactly how many, uh, how many days or weeks it was up. Uh, and then finally somebody noticed. And what happened is this person looked and he said, that's weird that KFC is only following 11 people. And then he opened it up and looked at it. And it was uh, Jerry Horner, Melanie Brown, Emma uh, Button, Melanie C, Victoria Beckham, uh, Herb uh, Schopner, <laughs> Herb J. Watson Jr., Herb Waters, Herb Dean, Herb Sandick, Herb uh, Alpert. 11 herbs, herbs and spices. The Spice Girls. So they yeah. followed the Spice Girls and a bunch of guys named Herb. That it was so, like, so clever. Yeah, that was something that cost them nothing. 11 herbs and spices. Hey, let's go yeah. and follow these people and see if anybody, you know, catches on. Um, yeah. And in fact, that was one of my notes here. One of the most incredible things about this is that it effectively cost them nothing in advertising. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they paid some creative agency who came up with the idea, but I, I, I still don't even think it took more than an hour or two of their time. Yeah. Now, now here's the cool thing. And I, I think we've talked about this before. As a reward to the guy who found the Easter egg, KFC commissioned a painting of him. His name is uh, like Edget or something like that. They commissioned a painting of him, right? Which which is funny enough in its own, of him riding on Colonel Sanders' back <laughs> with the drumstick in his hand like it was a sword. <laughs> How weird. I think that uh, they're yeah. smoking those 11 herbs and spices over there. I mean, clearly somebody was doing something, smoking something when they said, yeah, let's do a painting of the guy. So Rick, I got, I got to tell you a story. So I'm, I'm talking with one of the folks that uh, work with me up in the Toronto office. I, I mentioned to you before we have a Toronto office, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. I've been up there a couple times. Uh, and, and so I'm talking to them this morning and they, they told me two things, which, uh, which are really interesting. The first of all, uh, that it was negative 20 degrees oh, uh, Celsius and that uh, literally the water was freezing in the toilets. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like crazy cold there. And then the second thing is apparently that my team and and the the teams I work with up in Toronto discovered our podcast last week. Awesome! And we're playing them back to back last week. Awesome! Uh, and so uh, apparently the ASMR episode that was that was yours was a was a big fan favorite. Uh, I, I love told them, Toronto. That's right. And I told them to uh, also check out the uh, gifts that make noise episode, which I yes. thought was uh, was a pretty cool one. So yes. shout out to the team up in Toronto. You know who you are, and uh, let's talk again soon awesome thanks for listening and i guess i have to say i have to say it this way go team toronto (laughs) (laughs) you rock (laughs) just to be in the spirit of asmr that's Um, right there's some listener that's listening to this episode for the first time listening to rick and rick going what the hell are these people talking about (laughs) 
Anyway, thank you, Team Toronto, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode. Come on back and always listen to The One Show, where everybody's name is Rick and everybody rules the world.